Welcome or welcome back to Pre-Arb Excellence, a Roots-based Chicago Cubs podcast with an eye on player development. And today's episode is Bringer of Tarp. Bringer of Tarp. Um, Edward Elzelay got the start in Iowa. Two innings, five hits, four runs, four earned runs. Anytime a player is taking a rehab start, if you take too much stock in what the numbers are, you're probably doing it wrong. He's trying to get in innings to prepare himself for a real major league start. Working on some things, throw this, throw a little bit of that. And really getting fired up about um, a starting pitcher, especially having, well, early pitcher too. They're working on things. And I doubt Elzele is ready for five innings in a big league start. I don't know how many starts the Cubs are going to want to give him. Um... Dunno, uh, but he did make a start. Look for him to make another start or two at the minor league level, probably in Iowa, and then they'll make decisions from there. Jonathan Holder replaced Adbert Elsley, one inning, one hit, one home run. By the time Holder was gone after three innings, the game was basically over. Joe Biagini came in, pitched the next five, five runs, five earned, getting any uh, feel for the game. Um, Greg Dykeman, one for four, triple, two RBIs. Wasn't really very close. Tennessee, Javier Assad, five innings, ten hits, seven runs, six earned. He'd been having a lot better starts recently. Today, not so much. With the injury to Chase Strumpf, it was a completely different Tennessee lineup today. Um, some players that had been in Iowa were shipped back to Tennessee. Grayson Bird, Caleb Knight, Edwin Figuera, not necessarily the guys that were intended to be starting, started. Uh, Grayson Bird, Christopher Morrell, Carlos Sepulveda, and of course Nelson Velazquez had two hits. Velazquez also drew two walks. Sepulveda scored three runs. Tennessee loses 13-7 to to Chattanooga. Now, South Bend, yesterday the game was suspended. It was 2-2 two to, two to the sixth, and South Bend scored five in the top of the sixth. But since South Bend hadn't gotten in their wraps in the sixth inning, the, the five innings didn't come off the... Uh, stat sheet, but the game had to be completed. Bryce Ball batted first after um, Alexander Canario. Canario hit a, hit a home run, 473 feet to right center field, in case you missed yesterday. Um, and two pitches later, they decided, no, this game's over. They brought out the tarp. There were some tarp issues. And it rained for a long time, and they decided, screw this, we'll play to, play a doubleheader tomorrow. So they get back to the game today. Um, Bryce Ball, first hitter, hits a home run. 
Um, let's see. Two times later around the lineup, Alexander Canario comes up in the ninth inning, hits a grand slam, and they bring out the tarp again. Game never resumed. Alexander Canario is the bringer of tarp. He hits home run and tarp comes out. It's just who he is. He has, he is so good at the double A level, uh, at the advanced A level. He is so good at the advanced A level. He makes not only the weather patterns change, but he also pushes the tarp crew into action by his home runs. He's that good. Tyler Derna, Canario, Bryce Ball, Jake Slaughter, two hits each. Six hitters scored two runs. Yeah, six hitters scored two runs. I was going to say at least, but I think think it was all uh, six hitters scored two runs and then two other guys scored one. South Bend wins 14-2. The game I was actually following the mostest was Myrtle Beach. I kind of dig their rotation. Um, Tyler Schlafer, DJ Herz, um, Daniel Palencia. You know, they, they, they bring something that I'm interested in, and I'm more interested in listening to the pitching side with Myrtle Beach quite often than some of the other um, affiliates. So that was my game for the night. Plus, Sam Wiederhaft was being, how do you put it, simulcast onto um, Marquee Sports Network. He's on, the game's probably on right now, in in case you want to flip it on. Um, Very entertaining, um, informative, informative. I think that's the word I want. Yes. I, I learned a bit from this. Um, Schlafer, four innings, four hits, two walks, two strikeouts, two runs, both earned. Schlafer is rounding into form as far as a guy who should probably be in South Bend in 2022. Um, And if you have a starting pitcher who is making himself into a starting pitcher that ought to be a starting pitcher in South Bend in 2022, that's worth knowing. Uh, Ninth round guy that was a UIC commit. UIC commit that's already to South Bend. Hmm. Interesting. Uh, Good to hear. Carlos Ocampo came out of the bullpen, got the win, but also left with the assistance of the trainer. Not a good thing to see. Not a good thing to see. Kevin Maday, if it weren't, if I weren't talking about Alexander Canario tonight, it would be Kevin Maday. Um, he has basically, the, the shortstop situation has been a bit of a timeshare because Ed Howard was a first round draft pick. Kevin Maday has been doing very well. They've both been getting. I, I won't say 50-50, but uh, it, it probably 60-40-70-30 with Ed Howard. Well, that's kind of starting to change. Now it's Kevin Maday is getting the 60 or 70, and Ed Howard is getting periodic starts at shortstop. It's not that they've given up on Ed Howard. It's just that Kevin Maday is looking to be a better player. And if you're looking to be the better player of two middle infielders, the default. The default is to play the better player, the better prospect, the higher-ranked player, 
the more likely to be at the major league level at shortstop. Kevin Made has been doing fantastically well. Tonight, two hits, two RBIs, had a double. Also, two very, very, very good defensive plays. One on an air out, one on a ground out. If you look a little bit hard, you can probably find them both very, very worthwhile. Ed Howard, Jake Opitz, and Jacob Wetzel, along with Kevin Made, had two hits each. Jordan Wogu uh, stopped a home run by jumping over the fence line to haul in a fly ball. And to close it out, Riley Martin was given the last two innings, had a bit of a cushion, didn't get save, but pitched well enough. Uh, two innings pitch, uh, one hit, one run, one walk, four strikeouts. His ERA is 1.93. It seemed like um, he started to fatigue a bit in the second inning, started to lose command of his stuff, but his curveball, his curveball is worth knowing about. Myrtle Beach wins 8-3. to three. Really not a close game on the board. Not a close game on the board. They were all basically blowouts. But with information from Kevin Made, Riley Martin, I'll toss Bryce Ball in there, Alexander Canario, and Nelson Velasquez. Yeah, it's, it's a good day. It's a good day. Um, Jonathan Holder making a bid to come back to the 40-man roster, making a bid to get his 40-man roster spot retained over the offseason. I don't know if he's going to be able to pull it off. I don't know if he's going to have time, but he's going to need to have some uh, good outings to do that. Uh, dive for five standings. Rockies, 4 5 7 10th. Royals, 4 4 4 9th. Twins, 4 3 7 8th. Cubs, 4 3 4 7th. Nationals, 4 3 2 6th. Marlins, 4 0 9 5th, etc., 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 etc. Pirates at 362. They might be catch a boo. Um, again, a generally good night. No, nothing jumping off the page. No Arizona League, no um, Dominican League because of it being a Wednesday. Sometimes you'll get some games that are played on Wednesdays because of rainouts and stuff, but nothing today. None of that kind of stuff. Um, I did see Luke Little and... Um, Jordan Wicks. I saw pictures of them pitching. Pictures of them pitching. Um, Possibly either or both could possibly be soon pitching for the Mesa Cubs. That'd be cool. Um, I hope Alexander... um, I, I, I hope Ocampo is fine. Carlos Ocampo. I hope he's fine. It kind of sounded like it might be um, one of the bad injuries. Kind of sounded like it might be, but uh, you know, sounded like it was elbow, forearm kind of stuff. Um, so yeah, I hope he's okay. Uh, 
Cubs split a doubleheader, and do I even want to go there? I, I I go there a little bit. Um, in for the rest of the season, for the rest of the season, I've kind of gone there. It's not so much about pushing the regular starting pitchers to their maximum. That's not. Somebody was complaining that Keegan Thompson came out after, I don't know, what was it, 72, 73 pitches, something like that. It's really important to get a look at him in, you know, making his 76th pitch. Really, no, no, that's really not important. The next couple of months, you have the players that are left column. Those are the guys that are going to stick around. Keegan Thompson, going to be around. Justin Steele, going to be around. Edward Alzelay, going to be around. Kyle Hendricks, going to be around. Don't have to learn anything more on them. You already know who they are. Wilson Contreras, already know who he is. Don't have to push those guys. Yeah, don't have to push those guys. The players that are important to properly and accurately assess are the guys with the middle column. Middle column guys. Jake Jewell comes in, gives up four runs in the 10th inning. Not a good thing for him, and very well could possibly end up pushing him to the right. You want to go to the left, you don't want to go to the right. Um, Trevor McGill, I don't know, did he um, compromise himself tonight? I'm not sure. Ryan Meisinger, very well might be going to the right. Adrian Sampson. Definitely stays in the center. Somebody was saying, how is he not on the left already? I, th I, I think it's a little bit too premature to put Adrian Sampson on the 40-man roster over the winter because you're only going to want to have 34, 35, 36 guys on the 40-man roster over the winter. And Cubs are already going to have to deal with trying to locate spots for... Um, Alfonso Rivas, Nelson Velazquez, perhaps Jared Young, handful of pitchers. Um, a bit more from a couple nights ago on said topic. Yuri Ramos pitched in the one-sided game that Tennessee was involved in. Wasn't particularly good. Again, you don't read a whole lot into it, but it's... Uh, it's what you have. It's what you have. I don't. Ramos is the most likely of the six-year free agent types to get a forty-man roster spot. I don't know. We'll see. Um, so yeah, as you continue to watch the games, somebody sent me their list. That's kind of cool. I didn't necessarily agree with it. Um, there were a couple of names I would have definitely kicked right. There are a couple of names I definitely would have kicked left. From what they had had. No, if you want to shoot me on Twitter your list of the um, Cubs 46 players on the 40-man roster. Left-hand column is guys that are definitely, if it were late November now, going to be on the 40-man roster. Guys in the center are the guys that you're just not sure of yet. Heck, I, I, I'll tell you one guy. I have Dylan Maples on there. Some people will probably have Dylan Maples on the left-hand column. I have him in the center still. Um, I'm not sure what exactly it is I have to see from Dylan Maples to decide one side or the other, 
but he certainly hasn't shown me with an ERA in the neighborhood of two that he ought to be released. Um, it's a numbers thing. And then uh, Ian Happ, again, who everybody, well, quite a few people, oh, no, get rid of Ian Happ. He's terrible. Look at his numbers. He's terrible. Well, he had a game-tying home run. I guess that wasn't very terrible. I'm still leaving him in the middle. Uh, could easily switch him over to the left. Um, yeah, feel free to shoot me your 40-man roster. Uh, the 46 guys on the Cubs, left column, right column, center column, or left column, center column, right column, there you go. Then uh, one of these days I'm going to bust out the Rule 5 free age, uh, Rule five draft eligible minor league players, and I'm going to have to get around to figuring out how close I am to 45 or 46, because I really don't want to go over 45 or 46. 44 I could do. 45 is fine. 46 is, if I get to the point, or, no, try that again. 34, 35, 36. If I'm at 34, I'm good with that. If I'm at 35, I'm very good with that. If I'm at 36, I'm high. I really don't want the Cubs to have, um, I don't want the mindset to be, oh yes, certainly keep everybody. They've all done really well. Let's keep all of them because this is not a good team. This is not a good team. There should be a lot of players that have to get improved upon. That said, Keegan Thompson belongs. Justin Steele belongs. Manuel Rodriguez belongs. Wilson Contreras belongs. There's a lot of... Patrick Wisdom belongs. Alexander Canario belongs. Uh, the 40-man roster, getting that proper, getting that right, getting the 50-50 calls right is going to be very important. Because if the Cubs end up having a situation where, let's say, one of the outfielders, I'm not going to use a name, one of the outfielders end up keeping this guy, one of the outfielders, and because of the, them keeping one of the outfielders, they end up deciding, well, because we're keeping this outfielder, we're not going to keep Nelson Velazquez. Somebody else poaches Nelson Velazquez, and he goes off and does an Akil Badu thing. That's where the Cubs don't want to be. Know the players in the Rule 5 eligible range. Make sure to limit the likelihood of losing the important ones of those for basically nothing. And if you end up losing a middle reliever, so be it. You're not going to be able to keep all of them. You're not going to be able to keep all of them. But yeah, uh, Kevin Maday, Riley Martin, Alexander Canario. Do you like uh, Bringer of Tarp or do you like Tarp Bringer better? Either it could be either or. Um, Josh Donaldson is Bringer of Rain. Alexander Canario is Bringer of Tarp or Tarp Bringer. Either or. Tarp Bringer sounds like a. a um, Baseball version of a Deep Purple album. Have a great night. Tomorrow, I think it's a day off, isn't it? Well, at least for the Major League Club, but uh, f f full full spectrum in the minor leagues. Have a great night. Be safe. Be nice to others. And have a great day.